Hello, how's it going? I'm Megan Lawton and this is Who You Don't See, the podcast that celebrates the people behind the stars. In this series, we chat to people you might not have heard of, but who are key to making the magic happen. So we'll hear from creative directors, songwriters and artist managers. If they work with a household name, this podcast exists to give you an insight into their world. Our guest this week is the man half of Hollywood seemed to have on speed dial, David Higgins. He's a personal trainer who works his magic on film sets. So they are up at two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning with me working out. They finish workout at say, if they start at two, two to three, three to four, you know, shower, sort themselves out, get picked up at four, get driven to location for a 5.30 in the chair, hair, makeup, costume, to be on camera for eight. And that's every day. It's not an exaggeration to say David sculpts superheroes. He trained Zoe Kravitz when she played Catwoman, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, and Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow. Superheroes aside, he also trains Margot Robbie, Samuel L. Jackson, Colin Firth, and in the modeling world, Claudia Schiffer and Naomi Campbell. Not a bad client list. In our chats, we speak about setting 2am alarms for workouts, the feeling of creating celebrity bodies which break the internet, and why he always allows room for cheese and chocolate in diet plans. The sound from David's end is a little muffled at times, but he was speaking from the set of a film, so I think we can forgive him for that. Enjoy. David, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, you're you're currently on set, so thank you also for taking the time out of the set to taking time out to speak to me. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So let's start where we always do. I always start by asking my guests if you and I got chatting in a bar, if you can remember what one of those things are. If you and I got chatting in a bar and I asked you what you do for work, what would you say? I would say I'm a personal trainer and physio. And physio. So you would leave out the celebrity. You wouldn't drop that in there. Definitely not. No, (laughs) I would imagine that you don't necessarily come off. It's not a great first impression. Hi, guess what? I train celebrities, you know, at my job. Quite the brag. Yeah. (laughs) Walk away, just back away slowly. (laughs) Uh, So I'm noticing with most people I have on the podcast that the jobs they do now, the interest has been there since they were kids, since they were teenagers. So I guess I'm wondering with you, was there a stage where all your mates were playing PlayStation nonstop and munching on Monster Munch. And meanwhile, you were there doing burpees, steaming your broccoli, drinking green tea. Yeah, how, how did you know? Like, <laughs> a, a glimpse into my youth. Um, no, actually not at all. Uh, I, was, I was with them playing PlayStation and uh, eating pizza and drinking beers alongside them. Um, but I was playing uh, Australian rules football uh, on Aussie and uh, been here for probably almost the best part of 20 years now, which is kind of scary but in the UK, the best part of 20 years. But um, I, yeah, I, I, was, I was, sorry, you can probably hear, so I'm in the gym, so there's some oh, guys in the back of that, so there's past in the gym behind me. I have told them to be gone that but they weirdly don't listen. Um, so, so I was playing Aussie rules football, uh, and and I always loved running around and, and athletic. But I unfortunately got injured uh, when I was about nineteen, and I wasn't. And I was playing a sort of semi-pro kind of level back in Melbourne, and I wasn't allowed to play sport, contact sport anymore. So I finished my exercise rehab, uh, sports science degree, and and that's what I sort of fell in love with rehabbing, fixing myself personally, just working out how my body worked and how I needed to fix myself. And then I started going, oh, I could do this for a living and, and help other people. And that was where my, my passion or, or, or um, my love for, for helping people, I suppose, was, was really born. And you, you do help people, but you also help within that, that category of people. You help A-listers, a lot of celebrity clients. That's why we're speaking to you on this podcast today because you work with a catalogue of high-profile names. Give us an idea of the kind of people you've coached, you've trained over the years. So I, uh, uh, so from, from the supermodel sort of side of the world, there's um, 
Claudia Schiffer, Naomi Campbell, uh, Eva Hertogova. That was kind of the, my first glimpse into higher profile clients and celebrity, um, which was definitely one of those sort of pinch yourself moments when I was early 20, early mid 20s. And I, my 10 o'clock was Naomi and 11 o'clock a.m. was Claudia and my 12 o'clock was Eva. And, and it was just one of those really weird purple patches in your career when you're a young guy and you're just thinking to yourself, what? is going on you know this is how weird. have i managed this yeah you know you sort of look at yourself on the reflection of the mirror and you and you see eva or claudia and you just go what <laughs> anyway um and then those things roll into the next thing and uh, i was invited on my first film set which was kingsman the secret service which is a spy uh, movie um, and it was claudia Schiffer's husband matthew vaughan who was the writer, producer, director of that. And I had a good working relationship with him and he invited me on and he said, Colin Firth, Taron Egerton and Samuel Jackson are uh, in this film. I need you to look after them and make sure they're strong and fit and healthy. And it was originally for Colin because he was doing a lot of fight scenes and um, he admittedly was, you know, the closest thing he ran to with the fridge. And he was at the time, I think, <laughs> mid fifties. And so uh, to get him through that, I had to sort of set up some rehabilitation, you know, prehabilitation workout protocols for him to, to get his body through that really intense shooting uh, period. Um, and off the back of that, I met Samuel Jackson um, and, and Sam and I have worked together ever since. Uh, every film that Sam does, I'm, I'm, I look after him and, and then this, strangely how just one thing leads to the other and you do a good job you get recommended and, and you go from there really and 10 years later in the industry's pretty solely in the industry um well not traveling around very much but these days on zoom or, or whatever uh starting in london and finishing most of the time in la in the evening via zoom as opposed to just traveling everywhere which is quite nice um really nice you are literally getting you're sort of sculpting superheroes. So you're doing Zoe Kravitz in, is it Batwoman? Batman, yeah, we just, we just finished Batman, um, the Batman, which is the latest incarnation, uh, with Robert Pattinson and Zoe. Robert is obviously Batman. Zoe is Catwoman. Um, yeah. and that just wrapped last week, two weeks ago, which is really, it's going to be great. It's going to be really, really cool. I'm very, really looking forward to that one. Not only because, I was. I worked on it, obviously, but no, it was. Uh, it's going to be really fun. I don't think it's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, and Zoe was fantastic. Oh my God, she was so dedicated. We filmed that. We started that. We started filming. I think September 2019, and we just finished. Where are we now? February, March 2021, because of COVID. Um, so that's a whole so, lot of training you were doing remotely with her. Yeah, so during pandemic to keep them into shape was really, really important, obviously, because we didn't know, what was it, two weeks, let's say, go, go for hiatus for two weeks to flatten the curve. We're like, okay, fine, we can do this, two weeks. Six months later, okay. Um, and so that was a real challenge, but, but it, was, it was really lovely, a fantastic crew and cast to work with for such an extended period of time. We were very lucky, I was very lucky to do that. Um, yeah, and uh, I've got a few more films coming out 2021 with Wonder Woman came out in Christmas. Looking forward to Black Widow finally coming out, the new Marvel, and also Eternals towards the end of the year as well, which is the new Marvel When people movie. ask you in a bar what you do for work, you need to say you build superheroes because you literally are. You're creating the bodies of superheroes. <laughs> Before we get on to your later work, I want to jump right back to the start of your career when you're having those pinch me what the hell is going on moments in the studio with Naomi Campbell and Claudia Schiffer how did you even get your hands on them in the first place how did that kind of first training session come about um I, I was based in Notting Hill in London and as a, as a PT and I had a client who, who was friends with I think it was actually Nigella Lawson at the time who who recommended Claudia Schiffer because they were quite living in the similar sort of locations. And then, and, and then Claudia introduced me to a whole 
group of different, you know, fashion fashionistas, individuals, um, and then uh, yeah, like I said, it just sort of rolls on, and and you go through these these waves in your career. I look at it like waves these days because that I don't necessarily get swept away in the two highs or drop down too low when the lows come through. You sort of try and keep relatively consistent because when the when you're going great, when you're going good, you know fantastic it's good to not to get swept away too much with the oh my god this is amazing i'm seeing this person and that person um because there's always you know as a wave crashes there's always there's always a dip as well so and then when um so you don't get too carried away in either of those times but uh, it, it is still a bit of a pinch me kind of a moment when when you get calls from all kinds of different people yeah, for sure, an enjoyable wave of the career. When you're doing sort of one-to-one with somebody like that who they just, I imagine, ooze star status and glamour, and that can be a little bit intimidating. You're there in your 20s. Were you ever nervous? Um, always. Yes, <laughs> yes, always. And I continue to be. Um, but, but equally, uh, I'm, I, I have to act in a funny way. I have to act the professional and go, no, no, guys, this is what we have to do and this is where we're going and this is... So I'm brought on board and they have to... They're asking me for my advice and my opinion and my and my expertise. So the whole uh, star status thing goes out the window and it's like, okay, let's get down to the nuts and bolts of it. Where are you? What can we fix? What do you need help with? Where do we need to go from this? And it's, and it's quite a humbling experience, I think, for for everyone to go through, let alone somebody who's, who's, you know, considered to be in the spotlight um, and to be sort of broken down from a physical and possibly a, an emotional perspective as well, which it is. It, it's a very humbling experience for them. So I have to be very mindful of that because it, it, I have to create a, rel- a very safe environment for them to be exposed and to feel comfortable to be exposed, but also to give them the confidence to say, we can do this and we can do this together to move forward. So... Um, so it, it doesn't last long anymore, but always initial conversations are, oh my God, I'm meeting Samuel Jackson. This is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, one of those things. Yeah. I also can't imagine Naomi Campbell ever needing to fix or work on anything in her body. <laughs> she's, just, she's just a she's specimen of a, of a human being, isn't she? She's, she is. She's built differently. Yeah. Uh, this might sound like an interview question, as in you're applying for a job. It's not. But there are so many different types of personal trainer out there who have different styles. Why do all of these stars want to work out with you? Why are you such a hit with Hollywood, their, sort of, their way of training? Um, I, I, it's how do you answer this question without sounding like too much of a fool? Um, I think I've done it for a really long time, so experience does does help. Um, I really do uh, know what I'm talking about, and I've done it, and the proof is in the pudding. So the whole experience thing, all that comes with the initial conversation anyway. Um, but... I think the greatest asset is that I make people feel as comfortable as they possibly can uh, in order to get the best out of them. And I'm not like a military individual who like yells and screams at people. I'm just like, okay, so yeah. this is what we're going to do today. And they're like, I hate you. Baby. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but at the end of it, they're thanks very much. I'll see you tomorrow. Kind of. It's like, that's nice. That's what I aim for. I aim for somebody to go. I really enjoyed that. I couldn't believe I did that. Thank you very much. And I'll see you tomorrow. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. So I try and create that, that uh, fun environment because I do believe that this industry can be quite, I mean, convoluted is probably the best word to explain it. And there are so many uh, tips, diets, fads that go through this system. It's very fashionable um, at the moment. So you've got to kind of sift through all the fluff and feathers um, and all that stuff and go, oh, I read this or someone told me this or I think that or what do you... And if you can distill it down, whatever it is I'm trying to give or educate somebody into doing, give them the reason why, generally speaking, they will do it. If you just tell them what to do, they might do it half-assed. Um, they say, we're doing this because of X, Y, and Z. And they're like, oh, okay, I get that. Okay, let's let's go down this path. 
and then they feel good, they look better, they, they, that really translates into their character building of whatever the character it is that they're working towards. Because um, you can imagine being topless or naked and on a massive screen in front of everybody. I mean, it's quite exposing. So if I can Why? get... Why? It's massively person, exposing. <laughs> if I can get that person confident enough to be in that bikini or, or, or that swimsuit or that shirtless scene or that naked scene or whatever it is that I need them to get to and feel very confident within their body to not even think about what they look like but just to deliver what they need to deliver on camera, that for me is one of my, it is, I suppose it's my greatest uh, achievement. I love being able to hear, you know what, I, I, I work so hard on my body, I'm not even going to think about what I look like because I know I look, I know I'm at my peak. And what kind of thing are you doing to get them to these sort of aha peak, I feel great in my body moments? Is it, I don't know, like you said, there's lots of fads going on, but we hear so much about high intensity. We hear so much about Pilates being a hit with models. What's your kind of, what are you bringing to the table? What are you kind of, if you're writing down a schedule for these celebrities, are they doing a bit of everything or are you a believer in one form of exercise? I, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in it all. Um, and uh, there's always something that that connects with someone. So whatever form of of, of training or, or discipline that that person enjoys most, um, give them that, and then you sprinkle in the stuff that they need. So instead of just going, okay, you're going to do CrossFit for the next six months, uh, or you're going to do Pilates, or just yoga, or whatever the, the whatever the, that is going to be. Um, you have to give them a little bit of what they what they like and what they want, uh, and then really sort of go, okay, now today, because you did that yesterday, that's what you wanted, now I'm gonna, you're going to do what I want you to do. Um, and then so it's, it's a conversation, it's a collaboration, and it's not just one-way traffic, uh, which I think that a lot of people um, maybe go down the road of, but it's definitely a collaboration, and it, it's a constant conversation, and it becomes a very personal relationship as well. You know, you see these people every day, every single day, and more than you see your family, more than you see sometimes, more than you see your best friends. Uh, and to create that that bond to get them to where they need to get to, it's 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 it's, uh, it's really special, very humbling. Can you, out of all your clients, think of your top client, the one who always sticks to the meal plan, who always turns up to sessions with energy and the sort of I'm going to get it done attitude? Can does anybody stand uh, out to you? Yeah, yeah. I can I can think of a few actually. Um, I have got one at the moment who I'm working with very consistently. Uh, I'm not going to name names, but as the example. I'll show you, I'll give you an example of the commitment. So they are up at two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning with me working out. They finish workout at say, if they start at two, I mean two is extreme, but it happened yesterday. Two to three workout, um, three to four, you know, shower, sort themselves out, get picked up at four, get driven to location, for a 5.30 in the chair, hair, makeup, costume, to be on camera for eight. And that's every day, whether it's two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning. And we have done that for the last six months. That for me is dedication. Yeah, beyond dedication. dedication. That's like Pride of Britain Award. Incredible. Oh, I, I know, I know. It's, it's literally unbelievable. And, and they are not the only one. Like, maybe the, the glitz and the glamour and the lifestyle and the, of, of the celebrity is all considered all quite fluffy and, and lovely. But my God, it takes a lot of work and dedication to get to work. By the way, this is for a um a shower scene for this specific individual and and it's not just a shower you know there, there's there, it's basically naked scenes for a week and um when are the naked scenes starting how long has this been in the, the pipeline to get uh, to this well, shower scene ready it started two weeks ago then it's like a day or two shooting 
that specific scene, then they go do their other bits and pieces for a couple of weeks and they come back and they do some more. Uh, so it's, it's sort of, you know, it's, it's all over the place in regards to schedule, but you know, it, it's not easy. And, and I say to this person literally every day, I'm like, you know what, if this was easy, everyone would be doing it. You know, this is not going to be, this is, this is dedication and it shows, you know. And it's not, that's not, I think that's where the industry kind of gets skewed into real life and aspiration gets kind of skewed into what everyone else is like, well, I want to look like that person on camera. Um, I've got, I did uh, Eternals, which is the Marvel film years ago Christmas or a year and a half ago and we had this big reveal and an actor called Kamal and Gianni and Kamal he did his big reveal um, he, was, he was a you know comedian funny guy you know but he called me up six months out and he's like Dave I want to get ripped I want to be a superhero I want to look like a superhero I'm like Kamal so it's like Google Kamal Kamal oh my god what okay we've got some work to do kind of thing so he was <laughs> He was dedicated, dedicated, and he revealed his big sort of reveal on Instagram a, few, a year and a half ago at Christmas time, and it kind of broke the internet, and he's like, I just did not expect, I did not expect that kind of thing, and that was really nice, but it's nice to feel that, it's nice to see them achieve what they want to achieve, you know? And how hard are you pushing them? How hard are them they pushing themselves in terms of, I don't know how limited is their diet? Is it mandatory that they exercise every day? How intense is this kind of route to getting buff? Uh, well, it's not just buff. It's, it's it's not just males. It's definitely you know even yeah women, women as well. Yeah, yeah you can be a buff woman. <laughs> yeah, be a buff. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I generally say consistency consistency breeds success and and even if you don't want to turn up and do workout or whatever it's going to be just 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 show up and i'll look after you you can never go away from a workout feeling worse than you already came in on so you're always going to feel better for doing something whether or not that's just a little thing but always just do something do something and turn up just turn up um and so then everybody turns up and then in about 15 minutes time they're kind of you know their body's in gear they've got a bit of a sweat on they're feeling better about themselves irrelevant of time of day um and 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 it's an achievement every time it's a celebration it's like well done you good job see you tomorrow yep okay dave i'll see you tomorrow um and that's that's lovely and then then the food the whole nutritional aspect has to get dialed in as well but that's a whole different conversation do you are you heading up sort of their meal plans as well? Is that your remit, or will they have yeah. somebody else? No, that's also my remit too. So their nutritional programming is 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 very uh, very specific and individual for for them uh, and what it is they want to achieve, whether it's you know whatever it is, uh, weight loss, weight gain, um, building a little bit of muscle, toning up, whatever it is, male female, you kind of you work out with regards to to, to that specific individual and uh, and put those protocols in place on, on you know how their lifestyle leads. And I generally lead into more of a intermittent fasting kind of schedule for certain people. Uh, and then I can sort of play with their macros, meaning basically what it is they put in their mouths on a daily basis. And some productions uh, are lucky enough these guys to have private chefs. So I can say to the private chef, this is what I need you to feed these people. This is what I need you to feed that person. Da 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 da, uh, and they get it every day. Or I use a meal prep company, which is food delivery to their door every day for the duration of their program. Are there any banned foods? I don't know. Does cheese feature? Does chocolate <laughs> feature? All my favourite things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they all feature. That's that's the whole thing. The whole that's exclusion diet doesn't. The exclu I don't believe in exclusion diets. I just don't. Um, and they don't work. That's simple. Uh, we know that. But the whole everyone else possibly doesn't want to tell anybody else. Uh, exclusion diets don't work. And what I mean by don't work is that they they're not long lasting. Uh, they don't make permanent lifestyle change. And that's what I'm sort of into it for. I mean, I come from the rehab, fix your body kind of side of things then the whole transformation is the is the easy bit uh it's the get your mechanics down properly move your body correctly fix 
how you've been moving, fix your posture, improve your flexibility and your agility um, first, and how you move, and then we can change the way you look uh, from a physical perspective. I'd like to change the way you move first. Uh, I think that the majority of people just want to change the way that they look without the way that they move. And that's where a lot of people come unstuck because they get injuries or they get pain and discomfort and then they get disheartened because they have to rest and recover from that specific injury. Uh, and then they kind of lose their track. But if you build the body up correctly, fix it as you go, um, that's, that's my kind of, oh, there you go, there's your answer. I think that's, that's why they possibly come to me more because they can, they, they don't, they don't break. They don't get broken. They just keep on improving. And also the bodies that they end up with break the internet. That's the only thing they're breaking. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I um I asked you earlier about any celebrities who are your kind of like dream clients. What about the other end of the spectrum? And you don't have to name names, but sometimes do you have methods for giving celebrities a kick up the bum? Because I imagine if if I put myself in their shoes and I was on this long route to yes, trying to get shower scene ready, but it's happening in six weeks. And in the meantime, you're waking up at 2 a.m. every day. And sometimes life, you just have a bad day and you just want to eat a family-sized bar of dairy milk chocolate. Do you kind of, I don't know, I guess, how do you keep people on track? How do you motivate people, kick people up the bum when they need it? Um, you, you, you learn how to, and everybody is kind of responds slightly differently to that. Uh, and it, it's a delicate situation. If you do need to give someone a bit of a, uh, you know, uh, kick up a bum. Um, you don't want to come across necessarily as a naughty, you know, as a school teacher, uh, and you don't want to come across as, you know, a, a parent. But there are occasions where you just go, all right, well, we have to do this now because you've done that. And, and trust me, I give them enough rope to come back. I don't go, oh, you had your dairy, you know, had your dairy milk one square <laughs> that you're not eating for a week. I mean, that's not exactly, I'm not, that's not how I roll, but um, everyone is allowed to live. And I encourage, I encourage people, you know, you work really hard during the week. I actually actively encourage people to, to, to relax on the weekend. I don't necessarily believe in cheat meals and all that stuff, because that has that negative connotation. But I, I actively encourage you, put your work in for five, six days a week. Chill out, relax, enjoy yourself, go and live your life, you know. Um, do, do that then. Uh, in that sort of time frame, so I don't say no to anything. I just say, do it, do it then, rather than every day. Is it ever the case that you're having to manage unrealistic expectations, whether that's from actors or production companies? Because ultimately, the bodies you're creating have to be worthy, almost of going on the front cover of Women's Health, Men's Health. But sometimes, surely, there's only certain bodies that can do that. Or does everyone have the potential to look like Margot Robbie? Is that <laughs> is this a non-question? I do believe that everybody can achieve, you know, and, and be their, their best self. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to look like someone else. It just means they're going to look like a version of their best self. Um, and I try and encourage that kind of talk rather than... I want to look like him or I want to look like her. Uh, uh, okay, well, that's how they look. Well, let's, let's try and get you to your best uh, and, and then be very happy with that. And most of the time, all of the time, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe. I can't believe it. And then uh, you get other people, and then that, that's funny how other people go, I want to look like that person. I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. You know, <laughs> like, no, you want to look like you, but, you know, your best, your best self. So let's get you there. And, and as long as you don't, as long as you don't, I think as long as you don't lie to people and go, okay, yeah, you can get, you can look like Naomi Campbell. Of course you are. You're, you know, five foot four and a little, you know, a little heavy set. Like obviously there's got to be some realistic situations here, but, um, but yeah, you, I don't necessarily like comparing people with other people, but you can use them as slight inspirations, I suppose. Yeah, goals. We want to have motivations, don't we? Yeah. The people you work with, and this is the case for anybody in the spotlight, they are so exposed and their image counts for so much. They're expected to look, I don't know, like toned and fit. And 
I guess, I don't know, are you with these actresses, celebrities, actors on the other side of things? So say if they're spotted out and about in public and then, I don't know, they see tweets to be like, oh, so-and-so's put on weight or whatever. Are you, I don't know, there has to be sort of a mindfulness about it all, doesn't there, that you can't become too obsessed that you are what you look like and there's more to you than that. Do you have to have those kind of conversations? Definitely. Um, I mean, I think that it's, it's, I mean, first of all, the expectation of what we see on screen from a body dysmorphia perspective, <laughs> we, we, our expectations as just general viewers of, of what we expect, of what a superhero is supposed to look like, what a, and whatever, someone's supposed to look like in the bikini, um, is totally unrealistic. But, you know, you can also argue that Batman is a comic book hero, so of course it's going to be unrealistic, and I totally understand that too. Um, so there is, there's, a bit of, there's a bit of that with a pinch of salt. You've got to take a bit of pinch of salt with everything. However, with the unrealistic body image side of things, when you see, like anybody, when you see yourself in the mirror all the time and... All you see is the same thing. You know, it's very difficult to get any kind of perspective of, of whether or not your body has changed or, or whatever. That's why people like scales because they can possibly see something go up and go down. It doesn't necessarily mean just because they've gone up or gone down on the scales that their body shape has changed. Um, and I find some most of the time that people start working out, they actually put on weight because they're putting on more muscle rather than anything else and then they sort of freak out if they're so dedicated to the scale that's why i don't even weigh people it's like you know i use the analogy of if you know when when the when someone is getting married and they're walking down the aisle in their wedding dress for example uh does it say this person weighs x amount in the bottom left corner of that photo no it just looks like they look (laughs) and this means that they look they look at them they look great and that's what i try and that's why i try and teach them listen it's not about what it says on the scales it's how you look it's how you feel um a number is is irrelevant it's an interesting guide at the beginning yes fine take it that as you will but throw it away afterwards um but back to body image uh yeah it's a real thing and you have to be really mindful of, of what, how you talk, uh, what you say, how you encourage. Um, and as I've gotten older, pushing 40 these days, and and being in the industry for such an extended period of time, uh, I'm hyper aware of how I talk to people and what I say to them to motivate. Not, I mean, I was, like I said, born and raised in Australia and you can imagine the um, my, my my upbringing was a little bit more uh, rough and ready and, and a little bit in your face and so I had to soften those edges a lot down to a point of being very aware of, of different people's self-truth stories that kind of thing what they've been through and so you have to be mindful of that to, to not just trigger them but also but, but on the opposite, you're trying to motivate them and, and seek a happier, healthier lifestyle as another path to to that. So that's not everyone, obviously, but it's just, you just got to be aware of it, definitely. Yeah, it's a motivating, supportive voice as opposed to a strict, you need to look like this. Because they don't, ultimately, they don't need to. It's great if you do, but it's not a necessary. No, exactly right. Um, and is it I, sometimes like, yeah. to... Is it so? Say if um, Zoe Kravitz has been cast as Catwoman, who does does she kind of is it she take it upon herself to be like I want to look this way, or will there be a little bit of pressure from those film companies saying it would be great if you had a six pack by the time we shot this? That would never happen these days. That's great to hear. That, but that sounds honestly, like it did used to happen. That would never happen these days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, being in this world for quite a long period of time, I have, I have definitely been in, in conversations with production, with producers, uh, directors, uh, saying you need to gain weight, lose, you need to get these people to do whatever it is they need to do. That never happens anymore. Uh, yeah. It stopped. It stopped probably around about the same time as the whole Me Too movement came through. 
um, three, four, yeah, three, four years ago. Uh, and, and now, now it just comes from the cast themselves. It's, it's all cast driven. It's, I need to be in great shape for this role, for this character, uh, to give my best performance, uh, rather than the other way around. A healthier way of doing it. It comes from the person well, I, who wants to do it. Who wants to do it. And and since then, I've had my best results with clients, with, with, with cast. Honestly, the last three or four years, since that really big sort of watershed moment happened in the industry, I have had my most fantastic transformations on camera transformations since then. It's, it's, yeah, it's not only, surprising. I've only just realized that. I've only put two and two together now. Wow. That's really interesting. That's yeah. I thought I was just really good all of a sudden. No. <laughs> you are really good. You're getting better by the year for sure. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Talk to me about, because you don't just train celebrities one-to-one. You are sometimes employed as the personal trainer for the cast of a film. Talk to me about that. What does that involve? I don't know. Give me an example of one of the films you've worked on recently. How does that work when you enter a film in that capacity, working as PT for the cast? If I get brought on by a specific member of the cast, like a Margot Robbie or a Sam Jackson, Samuel Jackson, and then I, I say to production, okay, I'm more than happy to look after Sam, but who else do you want me to look after? And then I get a handful of whoever it is. And that's just nice because you can create that kind of bond, that camaraderie, that we're in this together kind of thing. Uh, and it's more of a family that you create for for that period of time, whether it's a six month shoot on a location somewhere in the middle of nowhere, and and it just becomes a bit of a bond, fun environment, for safe environment for people, for cast to come in and and relax rather than get pulled and prodded and poked with makeup and and costume and this that and the other thing. It's like their safe space where they're happy to. to I've got a little juice bar here now, and I've got a red infrared sauna. On this job at the moment as long as along with the gym as well so they can come in and have a bit of a sauna or they can come in and make themselves a freshly squeezed you know smoothie or juice or whatever just to chill out a little bit which is nice and again that creates that sort of positive relationship with working out and staying fit it's not like come in and just give me 10 burpees 68 <laughs> press-ups and you're out of here or whatever it's like <laughs> yeah come in this is something you want to build into your day that's right. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's just about, it's creating that environment that people want to come in and, and feel good and feel good, basically. You mentioned there about being, uh, I think it was on a movie for six months. Will you literally be placed on set somewhere for six months? Uh, yeah, if it's in a location specific away from the UK, uh, I, you know, I, I, I could be abroad for an extended period of time, which is tough. I mean, I've, I've got a family of a young family, uh, three young kids. And will but, you yeah. be then training every day? Will you kind of be building in sessions every day into that movie yeah. shoot? Yeah. Yeah, every day. To maintain exactly. it. Exactly, because you, you ideally you get a good prep phase before you the guys go on the camera. Um, and if you can get them into a good shape then, and, and then when they actually start their day job, uh, it's it's long days and in front of camera, and you've just got to try and hang on for as long as you possibly can to uh, to maintain that shape all the way through. Uh, you know, and then then there are other op- other things that happen. Like sometimes people get pregnant when they're halfway through the, the shoot, and it's like um, we've just got to you know okay, we can do that too. You know, get through that, and that's what do you do in that situation? Uh, just. Honestly, be as healthy and uh, and as as mobile. Keep that sort of body mobile as possible. Uh, even if you get pregnant, it's not like you're sick. You can still move. And I think there's that misconception of oh, you're sick. Put your feet up. You're good to go. You're eating for two. Um, it's not that at all. That's a relatively unhealthy way of looking at it. You know, if your body is used to moving and exercising and working out and being healthy. Keep doing that. Now, that's what your body is used to. And that's what the advice is, is that you just keep doing what your body is used to be doing. And and that's that's great because nothing changes. My end. obviously there are many, there are different protocols that you go through the trimesters you implement, but apart from that, nothing really changes. 
You mentioned working in the feel-good industry and that you love your job, which is lovely to hear, but we all have bad days at work. What does a bad day at work look like for you? Uh, starting at two in the morning and finishing at two in the evening. Uh, and trying yeah. to maintain that, that, that level of energy, that's the most important thing. Um, to deliver what my, my first session of the day with the same amount of energy, focus, and, and, uh, and commitment uh, to uh, as I have in my last uh, and these days can go on they can go long days especially with, with quite a, a large ensemble casts so to give people what they need but also to manage my own energy levels um, that's that's the most important day. it's not a bad day it's just you got to manage your, your, your level of energy I suppose do you ever have to deal with sulky celebrities maybe and it sounds like they have really really rigorous shooting schedules and sometimes you will be like the last thing they want to be doing. They would rather be putting their feet up, having an extra hour in bed. I imagine that occurs every now and then, or maybe quite yeah, a of course. Uh, and you know what? I let them. They, they work really hard. They, sometimes if they're having a bad day, I'm like, you know what? You go and chill. Relax. I much prefer you to have a, day, a, a, a night's rest and sleep and recovery rather than come in and I need to crack the whip because I'm not here in the in the uh, like I said, in the breaking bodies kind of world, I'm here to to build them up. And I know when you work with someone for every day, you know where the breaking points are. And you go, you know what, you chill out today. Or if they are, you know, moaning and groaning a little bit, you're like, okay, yeah, it's still coming. And like, oh, <laughs> you know. or do a treatment with the physio, or have an active recovery session, or you know, today we're going to do some Pilates. Um, you just got to sort of mix it up with their program just to keep their body guessing a little bit. What's a really good day at work, if we flip that question on its head? A really good day is when everyone walks out, especially me, at the close of the day, feeling better than when they walk in. It's that simple. Um, I thrive off positive energy and giving people that, 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 I don't know, maybe selling them a dream a little bit. I don't know, give it, make them feel good. And... And then in turn, that is reciprocated, that they make me feel good. And, and it's that whole positive, positive, positive exchange of energies, not sounding too fluffy, but the, 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 the good day, the, the, they're all good days, um, but there are just longer days than others, let's put it that way. This is maybe a, perhaps an odd question to ask you. I ask all my guests about a bit of work they've done that they're most proud of. I guess for you, is there... A body transformation you're most proud of or a sort of a, an outcome of a somebody came to you and said I want to be looked like this for a certain movie role and you achieved that do you have that can you I don't know is there that kind of yeah I feel really proud of that transformation and the route the journey we went on um with regards to journey everybody definitely goes on their personal journeys and, and it has its ups and it has its downs and and as long as you stay the course uh, you will you know just one day at a time and I don't use the word just get through the day. I hate using that expression. It's not about getting through the day. It's, you know, really enjoy the day and finish it properly. Um, it's not about getting through anything because then that's, that, that insinuates that it's going to be a struggle. So you've got yeah, to change punishing, the yeah. that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've, I've been very lucky in my career. I've, I've written book. Um, best-selling book with like a rehabby book and seeing that published and having that in my hands for the first time um, that was a really proud moment seeing my name on the credits of a film for the first time on the Kingsman and every time obviously I always watch wait for my name to come round obviously um, but if I'm totally honest during lockdown number one in the UK we I set up in my book I did the Hollywood Body Plan 21 Day Reset Program. And I thought to myself, I need to get better at doing the whole social media thing. I'm awful at it. Uh, and so I put the camera on at 11 o'clock every day from the 23rd of March, which is... A year today. A year today. <laughs> um, and I set the camera up, put it on Instagram Live, and every day I thought to myself, just do it for 21 days. Whoever joins me, joins me, and whoever doesn't, doesn't, it's fine. It, it will help someone. 
And so I, I did it. I did it every single day. And and I continued doing it because the lockdown went for a lot longer than, than three yeah. weeks. I did it every single day. And the momentum and the support and the community in which it, 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 it developed around it was just absolutely unbelievable. I've never experienced anything like it. And the people that you reach, and it's all on YouTube now, and, and people still do it. Um, and they fix themselves. They feel better. My God, my back pain's gone. My neck pain's gone. Oh, my God. I've, and that journey and that, that, um, that community in which was created from really nothing was oddly, when I think about it, probably my, my best achievement because I was able to reach so many people. And it's weird talking and training people who you never see before, have no, no, no connection with. To have that happen over, over lockdown was, was really special, actually. Yeah, at a time where we really needed community and we needed the feel-good endorphins from moving and feeling like you were part of something, yeah. So you mentioned there what you're most proud of, that beautiful community you built during lockdown. You also mentioned there sitting at the cinema at the end when the credits are coming up and your name's there. What does it feel like, and this is perhaps an odd question, but when, say, you go to see Wonder Woman on, in, the, in the cinema and you see Gal Gadot on your screen and you know all the hard work that's gone into that body, do you kind of sit there and think, yes, we did that? Do you have that moment? A little smug, yeah, but I, it's definitely, I don't look at it like it's it's my moment in any way. It's 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 theirs, you know. That's the person who, whoever it is, put the hard work in, and, and I was just, I just sort of helped them along, whoever it is. Um, so, no, I don't, I don't have that kind of moment of, Oh, I did that. It's I have a moment of they did so well. I'm so proud of them. Do you feel appreciated for your work? Do you get lots of nice messages from the people you coach and train? Yeah, definitely. And and you have you have long-lasting friendships uh, that 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 span years, decades. And I think that's a testament to 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 how you know we cultivate that relationship and the trust that we have with each other of you know they give me the i'm therefore responsible and and they trust me with with the program and it's like just stick to the program whoever it is just stick to the program i will help you and we will get there together kind of um kind of approach rather than oh i did that uh, it's definitely it's definitely not the way i see things so we did that we did that together i guess yeah. so you've had an incredible career already if you look to the future, is there anybody who, or any jobs, films, kind of projects you'd like to work on, actors, actresses you'd like to work with? I think there are two. Um, one is a Star Wars job. I'd love to do a Star Wars. I'd love to do a Bond. Um, okay, yeah. They're the two that I'm kind of, yeah, it's one of those, you know, that have kind of eluded me in the past. However, there is a Star Wars job in the, in the, future in next year filming that uh i will probably be a part of which is really fun and so it's happening <laughs> yeah and and who knows what happens with the born one yet i don't know yet i'll keep my fingers crossed Thanks. for you thank you final question we always end the podcast with a bit of wisdom or words of advice that perhaps you've been given or maybe the words of advice you dish out to all your clients but is there any words of advice that you think everybody listening to this podcast should have and should take with them and apply to wherever they need to apply it to? Um, yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. Uh, I suppose the, the first one is is just 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 turn up. Whenever you feel not up to it, whenever you, you don't want to do it, um, they're the ones that really mean the most. So just turn up and do something. Irrelevant of what it is, just do something. If it's a, a walk around the block or if it's a I don't know instead of eating a chocolate bar you have you have one square instead of the whole pack just don't be so hard on yourself and just do something um, that's one the other one is is try and it's not as serious as you as, as everyone makes it out to be uh, it's it's you've got to have a bit of fun um, because if you're hating it then you're never going to maintain it. So find something that you love 
and enjoy doing rather than, oh, that person told me that they do that, so therefore I have to do that. So everybody is individual. Um, don't be so hard on yourself. Enjoy life a little bit. <laughs> uh, and um, and honestly, you know, you've got a long road. Just because you fall off the wagon one day doesn't mean that, you know, the next day is a total write-off. So just stay track, stay stay on track and, and enjoy yourself rather than than being so hard on yourself. That's probably, I suppose, I, I hope that I can instill that kind of mentality into people. Because uh, again, the industry, it's so self-facing that um, just because you have one bad day or a cheap meal here or whatever it's called, it's like, yeah, not that. It's not that serious. It's really not that serious. Just relax and let's get on it again tomorrow. It's fine. David, thank you so, so much for chatting with me. I have learnt a lot, have a million and one more questions, but I will let you get back to whatever you now need to do on set. Go make a green <laughs> smoothie. <laughs> thank you very much. It was a pleasure, pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for inviting me on. A massive thank you to David for chatting. To keep up with any wellness tips and tricks, head to his Insta at David Higgins London. As well as David, I want to say a big thanks to you for listening. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please leave a little review, maybe send it to a mate and subscribe to Who You Don't See on your usual podcast app. You can also pay us a visit next week when I'll be chatting to Callum Lloyd-Williams, a producer and engineer who's travelled all around the world with Dua Lipa. I look forward to seeing you then.